This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs, greatest songs, worth covering. Original classic hitmakers. So let's cover David Bowie. Um, and when I say that, it's a loose term. Um, he's one of those incredible artists that I can only scrape the surface of. Uh, we lost him five years ago to the day today. So lots of kind of celebratory um, articles and uh, inches tributing him today. You'll, you'll see him mentioned everywhere. Uh, and the music lives on. I mean, everywhere. I've chosen uh, one of his first biggest hits. This really put him on the map from the album Scary Monsters. This is Ashes to Ashes. I know from my parents and things that if you're a Bowie fan, and they weren't massively, but I do know that if you're a Bowie fan, this song is pivotal to music knowledge. So we could do Let's Dance. Um, there's also the Space Odyssey and Major Tom and all those kind of uh, songs that we could have done. Um, but I think Ashes to Ashes kind of sums up and it was a closing f- for for David um, when he was asked about Ashes to Ashes and when he was interviewed about it, which was a lot. You know, he said for him it was a wrapping up of the 70s. So we'll talk about the song in a second. But he is literally, because Ashes to Ashes is something that is mentioned um in the closing of someone's life when you're saying goodbye to them um so well certainly in my culture it is the ashes to ashes is 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 very symbolic um so for him this was him wrapping up the 70s and who he was and what he'd become and also a statement from his mother and grandmother so but let's talk about the man first because he's amazing so what i didn't know about david bowie until i started researching this was that he was born in brixton in london That suddenly makes so much sense to other things that I know and that I've read about him. Um, because he would he would have been uh, spearheading the Black Lives Matter campaign. Um, for him, um, uh, yeah, he's a very political beast, wasn't frightened to take people on, wrote about, wrote about a lot of it in his music, uh, but also took the music industry on and, and um, throughout his life wasn't, frightened to take MTV on in an interview he turned around to the interviewer who was asking him questions and went why don't you guys play um, black artists what's going on with you Um, and the the interview being recorded as live he had to sort of answer for MTV (laughs) and it was one of those moments that is looked upon as quite defining Um, the the interviewer turned around and said, well, we have to play what most people want. And I believe that this was in America. He said, what most people want. And David Bowie turned around and said, well, I think, you know, a, a 16-year-old or an 18-year-old a black child uh, wants to see a black artist, don't you? Don't you think that's what America wants? And so, of course, this MTV interview is like... <laughs> but actually, what was coming out of MTV was more racism, which mm. is obviously what everyone's fighting now. And this indoctrination and the, what did you call it? Um, White supremacy. Mm. He was fighting it all the way back then. Um, And that makes sense when you know where he grew up. So I did 10 years in Brixton in London. It's one of the most amazing places to live. It's so electric. It's so vibey. Um, and it's so integrated. It's fantastic. I'm a huge fan, and I would honestly say the 10 years that I spent there are some of the best years of my life. Just wonderful. We lived at the top of Brixton Hill. We partied in Cold Harbour Lane, which is very, very famous. Um, Cold Harbour Lane, um, actually around the corner from where David Bowie was, um, known for riots in the 80s. Wow. It doesn't define it, though. And I used to get annoyed when people went, oh, are you near Cold Harbour Lane? And you'd be like, look, that doesn't define Brixton. Yes, it happened. But, you know, Cold Harbour Lane was super fun. Mm. Um, I was always there. There was loads of restaurants, loads of fun places to be. So... 
Yeah, wonderful place. But that's the problem with um, generally stereotyping. It's it's the same thing, like, you know? Yeah. Same thing was happening with Islam, Arabs. Yeah. You know, it's a billion people religion, like, you know, a few hundreds uh, that do something, doesn't they find... And gets it a bad name. And I think it's um, it's interesting, but yeah. Yeah, um, But I feel that the riots at the time, if you actually researched the riots of Cold Harbor Mm. Lake, they, they kind of had a point. There. I mean, d- yeah. D- was was it was it expressed in the right way? You know, mm. then then you get into a debate about whether violence wins, blah blah blah. But but ultimately, you know, all of this is is about similar issues to to what we're facing now with Black Lives Matter, which is being discussed. David Bowie was head of his game. He was talking about it. Um, January two thousand and sixteen. Um, that's when we lost him. So his real name was David Robert Jones. Interesting. Mm. Um, And was a huge actor as well. Leading figure now, they call him, in the music industry. Very, very defining, influential, all of that stuff for 20th century. Um, And he's been acclaimed by critics and musicians, um, particularly for his sort of innovative work during the 70s. That's when he was crazy. And this song, 1971, this comes from that era. Um, He has won so many awards. He sold over a hundred million records worldwide. He is one of the best-selling music artists of all time. He was awarded ten platinum album, uh, album certifications, sorry, eleven gold and eight silver. He released eleven number one albums, and in the U.S., he received five platinum, nine gold, um, and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in '96. Rolling Stone placed him among its list of a hundred great artists of all time, and have named him the greatest rock star ever following his death in 2016. So the man is a legend, as wow. they say. The greatest rock star ever. Ever. That's crazy. Huh? And I think he's underestimated now because because the further away from his death you get, the more you don't remember what he did at mm. the time. He was really crazy. I mean, some of his music is properly out there. Mm. And you can hear from this, you know, it's quite... And, and he wasn't frightened of anything. I mean, he had a rock and roll lifestyle, so you know what I'm saying? Mm. And he dipped in and out of things and then reflected on those things that he dipped in and out of and went, OK, they were bad, I'm not going to do that again. But He, he but, was never part of a band or something like that, was he? Um, no, he was always David Bowie. Yeah, uh, always solo. Yeah, solo. yeah. But you remember, um, but he collaborated, mm. um, and he used the same people, obviously, for his music. Do you remember the hit he had with Queen, um, Under Pressure? Yeah, you know that was absolutely vast. There's, mm. there's, um, Let's Dance as well. But he, so he grew up between um, Brixton, Stockwell. These are, this is my, this is my stomping mm. grounds. Mm-hmm. This is quite funny watching this. But his um, grandparents were Irish immigrants who settled in Manchester. So he had mm. this kind of crazy thing going on. And his, and his parents' parents had lived in Kent for a while. Um, and he just did music and acting at school. Um, that's what he wanted to do. It was always music and, and, and acting. And, um, and then went through these crazy eras. So in 1968, um, he was studying dramatic arts under Lindsay Kemp from an avant-garde theatre which says everything Hmm. Um, so he did mime and of course a lot of uh, David Bowie's stuff if you go back and look at his videos which is Ashes to Ashes we're going to talk about that in a minute because it was the the most expensive video ever made at the time Um, very very visual very very creative uh, wanting to push boundaries and he had this crazy thing about him I'm sure you know he had one blue eye and one brown eye Um, so he used that he used that to his benefit it made him you know just it was such a small thing but whenever he could he would be there uh, showing this this small sort of uh, difference he created Ziggy Stardust do you remember that whole I mean you'll have heard of it Um, Ziggy Stardust 
along with the spiders from Mars, is, which is what he called his musicians. Mm. Um, and um, it's so weird because here it says Tolworth, Kingston-upon-Thames, which is where I was born. Um, he, he went there and did a stage show, which is just so random to have done it at, at the Toby Jug in Tolworth which because I went to Tolworth Girls School which was literally five minutes I had no idea that David Bowie had appeared there so weird it's a bowling alley anyway Mm. literally album upon album upon album in the 80s he went through his new romantic and pop era he wasn't frightened of you know getting dressed up for the videos lots of lots of makeup to highlight his eyes Mm. he went through his electronic period in the 90s you can see that I would love to he he went through a neoclassic era um, sorry era in the early 2000s Um, And then when he was 69 years old, unbeknown to everyone, he had liver cancer. And um, and that's where we lost him. And he died in New York at his flat with his wife, who he loved very much. Um, And I don't know whether you remember, he was married to model Imran. Um, Mm. That was his wife. And uh, they were very, very much in love, been married for absolutely years. He married her in 1992. And... and it was a complete kind of uh, soul twin marriage uh, forever, those two. His first marriage, he did have a first marriage, but his first marriage sounded strange and very um, pop, very music industry, bit crazy, lots going on in that marriage, um, lots of, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then that was put to bed and then he married Imran and she, mm. and she was his life and they were everything together. Um, and that is Mr. David Bowie. Let's talk about this this song that kind of trying to find one song that defines David Bowie is, is actually virtually impossible. Um, however, this for him, he wrote it. Um, it was recorded by him, written by him. It was the lead single from the 1980 album Scary Monsters and the Super Creeps, in brackets. And it became his second UK number one single. Let's Dance followed this, but Let's Dance did well on the back of this being huge. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, he'd obviously had his Major Tom character before that. Mm. Well, he talks about Major Tom in this one, but he talks about Major Tom feeling low and he talks about Major Tom sort of going downhill. And actually, when he was interviewed about that, because it wasn't Major Tom in the stars, which it had been before, Major Tom being cool and, you know, shooting through Mars. It was him? Um, it was Major Tom? Was talking about Major him. Tom is David Bowie's yeah, character yeah. from a previous album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he revisits Major Tom, but Major Tom is quite depressed yeah, in this song. dark and stuff. And uh, David Bowie said, this was about me putting Major Tom to bed. Mm. Actually, it was about... The end of the 70s major yeah. tom had done his thing i was moving into a new area uh, era and so uh, this was me saying goodbye to that to that art rock and the new wave kind of um thing and that's what this is called art rock and new wave now one of the key things which is because they say that david bowie was ahead of his time a what he was saying to the music industry at the time about um you know non-integration and um, racial prejudice and all the other things that he wanted to talk about all the time and was just going what is wrong with you guys um there was that going on but also in this video which you'll find quite interesting has mm. he holds up a tablet that has images on it mm. and this is obviously long before the ipad but the video goes through this tablet and he mm. holds it up the whole way through and they're saying he literally was ahead of his time there's also an interview because huh. uh, he's holding an ipad virtually That's and funny. it hadn't been invented um but also he did an interview later <laughs> on about the internet and someone said yeah. to him about the this this thing called the World Wide Web and he went, I'm telling you, it's going to change everything. We're only at the, the, the tip of the iceberg of how this is going to change the world. And by the way, music won't be 
bought and sold as it is. Soon it's going to be like air and water and you're just going to be able to access it really easily. He had no idea that he was actually talking about streaming mm. uh, and downloading music, but he did depict and um, you know forecast that that was going to be the way it went. And he was very well read and very clever and an intellectual and understood that the world was moving and other people couldn't keep up with him. And that is your artist, David Bowie. So now, now you know this. Um, this is one is his defining. It's actually his biggest single, mm. even though it's not his most renowned single. Uh, Money-wise, this is the one. It's Ashes to Ashes to celebrate uh, David Bowie's life. Five years today. That is the thing. It's the music greats on Yellow Home. Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.